Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Today is a... This is an emotional episode, or it can be. I'm going to be talking about drug abuse, not in specifics, and I'm going to be talking about relapse, and I know very well how difficult of a subject that can be, so if this isn't for you today, or maybe ever, I totally respect that, and um, I'll see you next week. But if you're sticking around, welcome back to presenting Genesis. I am slowly coming out of my whale mode and allowing you all to catch a glimpse of me <laughs> um, before I, I head back down, if I do, which I probably will, knowing myself. Um... As you can tell by the title of today's episode, I relapsed. Um, I wasn't sober for very long, but being sober for one day is really good to me. Um, and not just for me, but for everyone. I have a lot of compassion for fellow addicts and people who uh, abuse substances and uh, people who suffer because of that, um, whether it's the people using or the people around the people using, I have a lot of compassion for it. And I wanted to talk about a relapse. Um, unfortunately, it really is a reality of being a sober addict and honestly for a while even though I knew I had a problem I didn't want to go sober because I didn't want to relapse and that sounds like kind of counterintuitive if you're not familiar with what it's like to be sober um but or what it's like to be an addict a sober addict but I, I think the way that relapses are framed are kind of like they're always this really devastating, traumatic experience. And I think that's true in part, especially if someone's been sober for a while or even for a few months, whether uh, you've been sober for a day or whether you just got hope that you know you could be sober for a while and then and then you relapse um i fell into the the latter category i'm not going to go into any specifics about what i did or how much i did or anything like that i think it's going to counterintuitive to the the heart of the matter which is that it happened <laughs> and um yeah and i wanted to talk about it I didn't take any notes for this episode because I kind of just wanted to let my thoughts about it run freely and I didn't want to feel like I was constrained to only talk about the things that I had written down. So this episode might be a little bit all over the place. Um, but that's what my brain is like right now. It's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's kind of just 
everywhere thinking about everything and I am just respecting that my brain doesn't really want to be tied down. Speaking of writing, uh, just a quick tangent. Sometimes it's hard for me to write notes about or for podcasts because I write way differently than I speak. I definitely write a little more prosy um, since it's a slower form of uh, expression for me at least. I tend to have the right words and I kind of know what I want to say and uh, my hand is really usually just playing catch up with my brain. When I'm speaking though, I feel a lot more insecure. Um, It's harder for me to be really um, sure of all the words that I say because with uh, pen and paper I can just kind of scratch out the word and write the word that I actually meant but in podcast form it's already out there especially since I'm honestly I don't love editing podcasts so uh, whatever I say is whatever is out there and I have to I have to live with it, I have to deal with it. That could be really difficult for me. Um, Also, sometimes I'm really just no good at speaking. And I don't even mean that in like an insecure way. But uh, yeah, sometimes it's just really hard for me to speak. Speaking of insecurities, though, um, for a while, uh, before I went sober, the pastime, Uh, time before the last time I went sober, I was really insecure for different reasons than I'm insecure now, or self-conscious maybe. Um, I felt like I had kind of garnered a reputation for being a drug addict. (laughs) Um, And I felt like I didn't want to let people down in a way by by not smoking or by not drinking or snorting or whatever I was doing at the time. And um, I felt uh, I felt like I really had to live up to this uh, this image of what people had in my head had in their head I mean of me. And also the image that I had of myself in my head, the image of someone who I I wanted to be, someone who was carefree and really simple and could do drugs and could have sex and with anyone and could do drugs with anyone and do anything and all of that. I just, I wanted to be that person so badly. And um, yeah, I'm just not, I'm really not. I, the, mo- the older I've gotten and the, and the more that I've actually been sure that I wanted to be sober in this past year, even though I relapsed, I I still, I've realized that I'm still insecure just about different things or the same things just in like different ways. Um, sometimes it's really hard for me to speak up for myself. Sometimes it's really hard for me to say no. Um, and this past time I realized that, that it's hard for me to say no and it's hard for me to speak up for myself. And it can be really difficult for me to be confronted with 
such uh, an intense uh, area of growth in my life. I think that's a gift of sobriety, though, is that it, it shines a light on ways that I have been a shitty person in ways that I could be a better person. I don't um, go to AA or NA, Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous anymore. I used to uh, do that stuff um, when I was a little younger. Uh, but I had a really hard time personally finding a sponsor that I really connected with and that I wanted to, to learn from. And I also kind of had a hard time with just connecting in general to anyone. Not that I felt like my problems were different. I definitely didn't feel that. If anything, it's hearing how much like so many people uh, we are so that we know that we're not alone and that we're not I don't know, in this fight alone. But I just felt like I wasn't able to make actual, like, real connections there. And, and, uh, and honestly, I was getting triggered a lot to, um, to start things back up or to just, like, not feel the way that I was feeling, not confront what I was feeling. And I'm not sure if that's a fault of AA. In fact, I don't think it is a fault of AA. I just think it's me and um, my comfort in that space. But it works. Uh, it's what they say, it works if you work it. I think that that's true. Um, I really do. But yeah, I've, I've gone to AA and NA and I definitely recommend if anyone is sober, trying to be sober or even realizing they're an addict and not trying to be sober. I've been all three of those things. Um, that check out the NA and AA rooms. Um, I hesitate to link them below because they get a lot of bombers and stuff, uh, like on the Zoom calls, which is really, really unfortunate and is really sad, honestly, that people just kind of want to like do that in those spaces, um, that are supposed to be really safe and, and, um, and like kind of peaceful in a way, <laughs> like communal. Um, so I recommend that if that's something that you want to do, that you look it up online uh, under your the town that you're in or the country that you're in and um, see if there's any in-person, if you're comfortable with that. I recommend in-person stuff. Um, I was doing in-person before COVID and that was honestly nice, seeing all the faces and everything. Um, I was super nervous when I went into the room for the first time. I think I was 18, maybe I was 19. Um, I was super nervous. <laughs> I was in Seattle and I, I did not know how to react. I think they might've called on me at first and I didn't even know what to say. I, I didn't even introduce myself as an addict. Maybe I said like, I guess I am, I don't know. I wasn't sure. It took me a long time to accept that first step. Uh, the first step being uh, admitting that 
uh, one's life has become unmanageable uh, because of said substance. Um, and I had a hard time admitting that. Because for me, I was never addicted to uh, just one thing. Um, alcohol, sort of, yeah. But not even sort of, yeah. But I was never just like only into one thing. And that kind of was this picture that I had in my head of what an addict was. Uh, and I didn't fit into that. And so I didn't. Um, I didn't think I was an addict. And then the more that I went to the spaces, the more that I went to the rooms, I realized that I was. And the fact that it was hard for me to even accept the first step <laughs> kind of was showing that I was. Because um, for me, it was like, oh, I can quit this at any time uh, because I don't need this drug. But for me, it was like, I was powerless when it came to everything. Like, it was just hard for me to quit everything. I remember when I, I had a sponsor and we didn't really gel, but she said something to me that was super interesting that might be like, duh, to some people, but to me, um, kind of rocked my world for a second. I was sober from alcohol for like a year, but very much not sober from every other drug. And I told her that and she was like, so you haven't been sober? I was like, yes, I have, I have been sober. And she was like, but only from alcohol. And then I kind of realized at that moment, like I accepted the first step. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my life is unmanageable and I am powerless over over this like need to not be sober. And uh, that was an amazing realization to have. But I think I, I was like, oh, I'm not sober? Then shit, I'm just not gonna be sober. <laughs> at all i'm gonna just go for it and that wasn't a great decision but um sometimes it's it's the one that we need to make to realize that that's just not the way we should be living our lives uh, and i'm grateful that i'm still living my life sometimes i feel like this like weird survivor's guilt um that I've like messed up my body so much in these past years and I'm still alive when there's people that aren't that aren't alive um, or that are still like deep in the throes of addiction. I'm like, how did I, you know, why did, why me? Why did I make it out? Um, that's not constructive, but it's honest. And I don't want to be one of those addicts who is sober that, kind of touts lots of spiritual beliefs and doesn't really acknowledge that I'm, I almost said I'm superhuman, but I, what I mean by that is I am like very human. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not above human. I'm, I'm extremely human. And I definitely struggle with, with a lot of that stuff, feeling like I've made massive mistakes in my life and there's no reason why someone else should have, uh, or I should have made it over, over someone else. I, I think that that's like, that's a lot to, to say. And this is really vulnerable for sure. I almost didn't, didn't make this, this episode, um, because it's so recent, uh, the relapse was so recent. 
and I didn't really want to talk about it at all. Haven't really mentioned it to anybody. <sighs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> I haven't really mentioned it to every to anybody at all. Uh, it's just been like a personal thing. But I almost didn't make this this episode at all because it is really vulnerable and it is fresh and I'm still emotional about it. And sometimes I'm still like down about it on myself because I, I feel like I did something that was kind of dumb. Um, even though there's definitely lessons to be to be gleaned from it and definitely things that I take away from it and that I'll remember forever uh, for as long as you know my brain can remember things um, but yeah I am really accepting of how freaking human I am I just I make mistakes all the time and I sin every single day and I also try my best a lot of the time a lot of the time i was listening to this florence and the machine song called hunger and and she says this this line that's pretty like general but i've been thinking about that in my life for a bit that um she says uh i thought that love was in the drugs but the more i took the more it took away and i can never get it back and I've thought about how, like, what was I looking for when I was doing drugs? What what feeling did I want? And uh, there is a sense of love, I think, that unfortunately comes from doing drugs, especially uh, not being alone doing them. I think sometimes it can be really sensational and have, like, an obvious starting point. And other times it's it's not so sensational. It kind of creeps up. Um, and I also think that sometimes it's never even acknowledged, but I don't think I really thought that love was in the drugs themselves, but I thought love was with the people that I was doing them with. And then when I was doing them a lot by myself, I, I don't know. I stopped thinking about love at all. Honestly, love wasn't even a factor. I didn't think about, I didn't think about love. And I was in a couple of relationships even then, but I wasn't thinking about love. I wasn't really thinking about them at all. I was really just thinking about about myself and how to protect myself from getting hurt, how to how to keep using, um, how to keep getting money. Uh, yeah, it's hard to think about. Uh, it's hard to hard to remember that. Not that like. It's out of my brain, but it's just like, damn, I don't want to remember that. Uh, it feels like lifetimes ago, but it also feels like it's sitting right next to me, that memory. But relapse, it makes me think about all these things. It makes me think about when I started doing stuff, uh, when I started doing it with other people. It makes me think about when I first learned about being sober and how impractical I thought it was. And it makes me think about all this hope that I had that last time around, that I was gonna do it, that I was gonna be sober. How I honestly forgot about relapse because I was so in the moment of just doing it every single day. 
And I think that that's beautiful. Just being in the moment, not really letting myself um, be scared by the possibility of relapse. Just being super hopeful about it, just being really committed to it. And I'm that same now, same way now. I'm not, I haven't decided to completely forego being sober. I'm still doing it. And I'm really grateful for it. I'm really grateful for sobriety and um, grateful for the people that I've met throughout the course of my entire sober journey that have fully just supported me through it. And also remembering the people that told me that when I start using again, that to call them up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just remembering all of it. And that can be a really intense thing to, to remember. Relapsing is, um, it's really, it's, it's like a calm thing, honestly, for me at least. It wasn't this big sensational thing like it's been for me in the past where I relapse and then I overdose or I relapse and I binge or whatever. Uh, this time, it felt like I was just fully aware that I was relapsing. And I was so confused about why I felt like that was, in, that was a good option at the time, why I, why I wanted to do that. Uh, it started a couple years ago, but I sometimes when I when I got really when I got really messed up. Oh, so sleepy. Sorry. <laughs> sometimes then I used to get really messed up. I could feel this witness inside of me. I call it the witness. I don't know what else to call it, but this this. This, uh, it's more than a feeling. It's, it was just this, like, uh, this, uh, smoke almost in my body, but I, I say smoke, a spirit, I guess you could call it, that was just watching everything and isn't even, like, taking anything in, isn't, like, putting judgments on anything. It's just, like, the spirit that watches the witness. And I could feel this witness seeing me partake and seeing me go down this destructive path. And, and as a result, I could feel that witness watching me, me watching me. And that made me really depressed. So I was like, so I can see what I'm doing. <laughs> I see what I'm doing. I see what I'm putting myself through. It's not hidden for me anymore it's very loud and it's very present and and I couldn't do anything about it I felt like I couldn't do anything about it because it felt like that witness was was powerless in comparison to my addiction which is step one um, honestly, I don't remember what step two is. I think it has to do with God, though. Or, like, whatever you 
perceive of your God to be one person I met um, before I went to the rooms, thought of their God as the great outdoors. Another person I've met thinks of God as, as God, uh, but not in the Abrahamic religion sense of God, but in the in their own version, because they liked the word. I've heard people say universe or um, their high self or uh, spirit guides or whatever it may be. Uh, there's lots of there's lots of ways that we can think about God, but the basic premise is believing in something greater than ourselves, so that we can talk to that to that being to that spirit, and we can um, pray to it. Even we can ask for strength. Uh, that's who we say our serenity prayer to. If you don't know what the serenity prayer is, it's a pretty basic uh, anonymous prayer that says, um, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And I... Yeah, I love that prayer. My mom has been saying it actually to me since uh, I was a really young kid before. I th I think it was before I started doing uh, drugs. And, uh, and it stuck with me. And I honestly still don't really know. <laughs> how... Um, how to be serene sometimes sometimes it just feels like it just comes and i'm like ah oh, yes serenity um this is nice <laughs> and other times it's not so close of a feeling but i'm not gonna deny that i'm sad i'm a little sad about not being sober for I had a I had a good thing going eight months I think it had been, which is really good, <laughs> really good, eight months, I think to the day. Yeah. Or something around there. Uh, maybe like three days before or something like that. I can't remember, but it was pretty close, and I was so proud of myself, uh, for doing that. But. Yeah. I, for, for doing that meaning for being sober for eight months, but, you know, just sometimes it just doesn't work out the way that we, the, the way that we see it. A lot, of, I don't think it ever works out the way that I see it ever. Um, seems like I always buy records that don't have the song that I like the most on there or, or that record, that song was only on a, UK release album or a deluxe edition that I didn't realize like just like stupid stuff like that but also I always felt like there was like a T-O-O to kind of attached to who I was I talk very openly about being a drug addict and I talk very openly about being sober because I just want people to know I don't really care about 
people knowing that I'm sober. In fact, I'd prefer if the whole world knew I was sober. Um, if people were, if everyone was trustworthy, I'd wish the whole world knew that I was sober just so that I can have that accountability. But not everyone knows and, and people don't really care either. So, I'm sleepy. So, yeah, I've just been taking it slow, honestly. Um, a lot has been coming up. I've been super emotional and subsequently super sleepy. I've been going a lot slower in life and second-guessing a lot of things in life. Excuse me, which I don't love that, but um, it's, it's life. That's life. That's a part of part of what it is I also think since since going sober and also since relapsing this past time that I can't really at all devote myself to the same things that I used to be devoted to I can't really talk to people in the same way I can't um like fellowship in the same way I can't be in community in the same way it's hard for me to even be in community at all but yeah, I, I have just really been focusing a lot on myself and and not in a super selfish way. Definitely still up on what's going on in the world that I know about, but I feel <sighs> real sleepy. I'm just tired. It's a lot of stuff. There was a lunar eclipse that just happened and I don't care if you're not astrological, you can stop listening. But for me, I always knew the moon controlled at least something, you know, in our lives, in our bodies. If it controls the ocean and the ocean, if in a sense it controls the ocean and the ocean is an extremely powerful and powerful being. And the ocean has tried to defeat me many, many times. And so I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not going to stop myself from believing that that the moon controls the highs that high tides and the low tides of our of our bodies aka our emotions pretty intensely i know it i know it does with mine um yeah i relapsed recently and i i want to get better definitely and i'm sober now i'm sober again and continuing on this journey again with the knowledge that I that I have now and maybe next time I'll get to a year uh, maybe 10 years when I go into rooms and see people who have 20 years sober I'm like in awe because I can't even imagine what it took to get to that point to keep getting to that point and if the fear of, of relapse is ever a problem for for them I don't know but anyway I'm gonna sign off here I know that there's more that I want to say on it but I just can't think about it right now my brain is sort of uh, running on fumes and I don't yeah I don't really want to talk about it anymore <laughs> um, thanks for listening though this is a pretty intense episode pretty sad
one thing I like about doing these though is that I get to work on my my speech skill. Public speaking is not not so bad, especially if I especially if I know exactly what I'm gonna say. But kind of free writing, but speaking, talking about something really emotional and vulnerable is definitely new territory for me. And then putting it out there. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Um every Sunday a new podcast comes out. I am on Spotify, I'm on Substack, I am on TuneIn, and I'm I'm on Apple Podcasts. And you can check me out. That'd be really fun. Um, let's see, what else? Any other housekeeping? I think that's it. I will see you all or talk to you all next Sunday. And um, I hope you know that if that if no one has ever told you uh, we don't know what we're doing, we're all just, as Sarah Verba says, we're all just space blobs trying to figure out where to go next, where to drift next, what to do with this information and where to go and why you want to do that and all those questions. So thanks for being here with me. It's really special to me that you were here and I am happy to be here too. Bye.